Spot Radio Network is pleased to present Encounter, a public service program here on KSIV that spotlights local Christian events and provides information and resources to enrich your lives. And now, your Encounter host, Judy Redlick. Odd Bombs Out. What do you think about that as a book title? Well, we're going to talk to the author of that book. Her name is Tamar Miller, and she's a pastor's wife and has been a pastor's wife for 25 years and mom of two teenage sons. So she's probably got a pretty full life. And I don't know why she wrote about the women that she wrote about from the Bible, but she did. Let's meet her and see how those women might be some reassurances for us of God's amazing grace redemption. Tamar, thanks for joining me for this edition of Encounter. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be a part of this show and and talk about that which you just asked about. (laughs) Odd Moms Out. Now, what was the reason behind you writing this book? Uh, With writing the book, honestly, it wasn't even about learning about the mothers of the Bible. It was really about a a study of God's Word in relationship to His grace. I wanted to go on a journey in God's Word on knowing more about His grace during a time when I was really struggling with understanding what His grace was all about. And so that's really how the book took off, was me wanting to know more about God's grace. And then I started getting fascinated with the different women and wives and mothers of the Scriptures. Wow. Uh, You serve in women's ministry, and I bet you get a lot of chances as you teach God's Word to talk to women about some of these women in the Bible that you featured in your book. Why don't you tell our audience who they are, and then let's do a little thumbnail on how each woman's story could help someone in our listening audience. Well, what I love about all of these uh, ladies is they're all related through one family. The actual uh, Abraham's family, but specifically uh, Jacob's son, Judah, and they all are preparing the way through the genealogy of Matthew 1 to be used of God to usher in what was, would be the Messiah, uh, obviously, as he's already come. And so that's what's kind of neat is that all of them have their unique stories, their backgrounds, but they still ended up in the same place. It's just the same family. And four out of five of them married into that family. They weren't even born into that family, which is such a picture of, of the gospel and how we can be included in God's family you know, kind of going in order in Matthew 1. Why don't you name those five women so people will know which women we're talking about? Absolutely. We've got Tamar, which is Judah's wife, and we have Rahab, which is often uh, noticeable, uh, tied to Joshua and and the spies in Jericho. We have Ruth, who cannot be talked about unless you can put her with Naomi, her mother-in-law. And then we have Bathsheba. Um, Most people sadly know her only for creating a downfall of of David, uh, without looking at how God redeemed that. And then Mary, the, the mother of Jesus, the earthly mother of Jesus, are the five ladies that are introduced and, and spoken about all throughout this book. Tamar was also one of David's daughters. Do you mm-hmm. talk about her also with that name? I, yeah, I do not. I reference her without saying her name in the story of David and Bathsheba, uh, because she has a difficult story separate from Tamar, Judah's wife. But that is who I was named after. Uh, And so uh, I always appreciate that story as well. And one other curious question I have for you. Your your name 
is Tamar, but it's spelled mm-hmm. like Tamar. Is that one of the reasons why you chose Tamar? I, I did not, uh, but I do like to talk about Tamar and really never tried to make the connection, but knew that it probably would. And that's because, again, without Tamar's story being married to Judah and creating the, the next generation, it, it would be like God's redemptive plan through that family was somehow sabotaged. And in fact, it was not. If anything, her story was used to get kind of spearhead that which was already prophesied in the Old Testament of, of the line of Christ. And for so those that's that, why she was very important. Yep. For those that don't know who that Tamar was, mm-hmm. maybe it'll encourage them to read the book. Who is she? Give us a little thumbnail sketch. Yeah, she is a Jewish uh, wife. She was actually a Canaanite at the time that they married. So she was not a part of the Israelite clan. And uh, Judah really had defected from his family through, you know, his story gets caught up right in the middle of a massive story of Joseph. So a lot of people just miss it right there in Genesis 38. But she was one that was a married one, actually married one of his sons. She was the chosen wife for her, his oldest son and then his second oldest son. And I'll explain more on that when you get into the book about the Leverite marriage law. But really, she was never even meant to be a part of Judah as, as far as having a wife and children because she was married to his sons and they died prematurely and she had no children. And so her story really kind of takes into why she kind of, uh, you know, did this outwitted plot to get what she was looking for, which was a child and had been promised that. Um, And Judah, her father-in-law, was not following through with this plan for her to marry a third son. We're talking about the book Odd Moms Out with Tamar Miller. Now, a couple of the characters who are in the lineage of Jesus Mm -hmm. are one is a prostitute and one is a foreigner. Yeah, that's what's fascinating about all these ladies of is one could be tied to an incestuous relationship. One was a prostitute. One was a foreigner, again, from the Moabite Bruce that was an enemy nation of the Israelites. Um, it just, there's so many things of, that almost were working against these ladies to even be a part of included in, in Christ's family. And I think that's what I love about these stories is because for someone like me that, you know, was a, a sinner saved by God's grace and I have a past of my own to think about, wow, God still would invite me into his family through um, his chosen decision to, to be a grace recipient, that's what we see in the lives of these ladies and even how they impacted with the next generation and, and the spouses they were married to. What do you want readers to take away from your book? It, you know, it's really the big idea that I have the whole book, that no matter who you are, no matter what your story is, where you've been, the details of those lives, God's effective grace really has the ability to redeem your life and point to Jesus and his gospel message of salvation. Um, that, that, that by God's grace, we are who we are, but it's God's grace that's working effectively within us to redeem us, to restore us, to renew us, and, and ultimately to, to spend eternity with him by faith uh, through grace in Christ. So I hope that by the end of, of studying this, really the questions that are asked for each lady, I would want a mother or a wife or another woman to ask, which is, what is your story? Think about what it is all these years. And and what does your story reveal about you, about God, about life in general? How does your story uh, is impacted by God's grace? How does it impact others? And ultimately, how can a person's story point to Jesus and the gospel, which is where every story we want to get to in God's word is that it's a story about Jesus. Give another rundown of the people that are in your book, and let's go over the ones that you haven't talked about, like Rahab, Mary. People know who that 
mother is, and uh, you already talked about Tamar. Mm-hmm. You already talked a little bit about Ruth. People know mm-hmm. those, but what about the other two that are left that you haven't talked about? Yeah, Rahab, the reason I enjoy her story so much is because she really lived in a, a very difficult time and a very wicked nation, and she was, again, a, a prostitute, someone that nobody would think that could, she could ever be one that would be used of God to care for people that were buying out the land to take it over. And so what I love is it's not that the scriptures comment so much on her prostitution career, because ultimately in Matthew 1, that's no longer a part of her. Um, You see her explain, hey, I've heard these things about God of Israel. I'm choosing to believe them, and I'm going to be in better hands with you as spies and caring for you than even with my own nation. But in the midst of it, she cared for her own immediate family, and she wanted their salvation as much as her salvation, um, knowing that her town was about to get destroyed by, by this family of God. And so I love the faith that is represented in her story. As far as Bathsheba is the other one, um, again, that, that, is a very, that was actually a very uh, difficult chapter for me to write and study. Uh, because it's a lot about the aftermath of an adulterous affair. Right. And that affects both believers and non-believers alike. I mean, marriages that have been destroyed, but not without the ability for God to redeem and, and restore. But we, we talk a lot about reconciliation and that, and about the forgiveness of God, and, and how that can still play such a, a factor in someone's life, even when there was loss, or there's regret, or some different things in that. And so she ended up being someone that, that made such a difference in a political sense. And so I, I, I love when, when ladies are going to study her story. I don't want to give it away because there's pieces of her story that people leave out, and it, it does a disservice to her because of the way God used her. You know, it seems like each one of these women point to something about Jesus. And mm-hmm. you talked about redemptive grace, which we all desperately need. And God wants that grace to come to us because he loves us too much. And he he loves us so much. And he wants our lives to be changed and put right, uh, Mm -hmm. even though we are sinners. Absolutely. And I think that's what's, what's so amazing about these stories that we can relate to is when, you know, each time I would study their stories, I'd write about them, I'd read about them. I was like, man, I'm... I just feel like they're my friends, like they're my family members. Like, <laughs> like I just have such a heart for them. And it's like you, you cringe when something's not going right or you feel so sad when many of them had to endure widowhood, um, you know, or barrenness or infertility and different things. And so even Mary, it was fun to, to talk about her because we think, oh, of course, it's Mary, you know, Mother Mary and all this. But to, to know that she had her times of worry and, um, you know, freaked out when she couldn't find Jesus, you know, in the group. That's true. So She did. Um, Things that we have to do. And uh, if we use the examples of these moms, we can learn a lot, can't we? Absolutely. But when you get done, I, the, the idea in the end is really, okay, this is great. These are all their details. But, man, the way that they continue to point their story uh, to Christ, and that's, that's the hero of the story, of his redemption, of him coming to save the world, um, and, and then to be a part of this forever family, which I tie into kind of the, the eternal family of God and Revelation. That's what I love. It's just that, it's that, that thread, I call it, that's just, it just weaves into all those families. And you've got, you know, 14 generations that every story looks like it could have just sabotaged God's redemptive plan of salvation, and he still prevailed. 
His promise prevails. His promise so prevails. The same mm-hmm. salvation that was there for those women is there for you and Absolutely. me today. Tamar Miller is my guest, and we're talking about Odd Moms Out. How can people get a copy of your book? I'm so glad you asked because it is available on Amazon right now in three different formats, in Kindle, in paperback, and in hardcover. And so you can go on there, order it, and get it. It's prime. I think you can get it the next day. But we are working on an audio book, which I'm excited about. So eventually that will be available. But you can find out more about me and about uh, just my ministry and even more about this book on my website at www.tamarmiller.com. And I hope you all want to get a book and start reading it because I'm a little personal. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) <laughs> TamarMiller.com. Thank you, Tamar, for being my guest on Encounter. Odd Moms Out. I'm Judy Bradlick. This is Encounter. If you've listened to me at any time at all, or you've been friends with me, you know that I love to help people tell their story. Another thing I enjoy doing is helping people find their highest potential. If you're in a life's rut and you just can't figure out how to get past your stuck place, a life coach like me could help. Let me walk with you through your journey of transition. I'm a Christian life coach, and to find out more about my coaching, go to my coaching page at judyredlick.com or email me at jredlickspeaks at gmail.com. Check out more of Judy's interviews at judyredlick.com. That's J-U-D-Y-R-E-D-L-I-C-H.com. Or email her at judyredlickspeaks at gmail.com. Friend her on Facebook. Connect with her on LinkedIn. Encounter, hosted by Judy Redlick, was produced and first aired on KSIV Radio, part of their Bot Radio Network.